What's up, traders? Anthony Crudelli here, and thank you for tuning in to the Futures Radio Show podcast. This podcast is sponsored by CME Group. Interest rates are on the move, and they are impacting all of the markets that we are trading. What is the best way to trade interest rates? Well, I believe it's micro treasury yield futures. Today, I'll be speaking with Aga Mirza. Aga is the global head of rates and OTC products at CME Group. We will be covering the details of micro treasuries and why these smaller size contracts are an effective tool for hedging and trading around treasury market risk and current volatility environment. We're going to go to CME Group's FedWatch tool. I love this tool. You guys are going to really love this. Aga is going to take us through how to use that FedWatch tool. And we'll go over the latest on the LIBOR transition to SOFR. Aga, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hi, Anthony. Great to be back. Thank you for having me over. Great to have you back on the show. And everybody knows that listens to this podcast. I've been talking a ton about micro treasury futures lately because I just think this is one of my favorite new products that CME has added because as a trader, for me, there was no real way to see what the interest rates were in the two-year, five-year, 10-year uh, and 30-year live moving with a bid and offer. We always had to go to another page and just see what the what the rates were. And they were semi-live, right? They were moving, but it wasn't to me like having a futures contract where you actually had a bid and offer on it. And to me, that's the actual price because there's actually people right there showing us what those treasury yields are. And before we get into this, this discussion today, which we're going to cover a lot about micro treasuries and and, a, and the FedWatch tool and so on. Explain to everybody what the micro treasury yield futures are. Anthony, uh, micro treasury yield futures meet demand from our market participants for easier, wider access. Uh, you know, treasury futures uh, at CME have quadrupled in their open interest and nearly tripled in terms of average daily volume in, in the last decade, uh, CME is the place where the world or most of the world comes to manage their interest rate risk. Um, micro uh, yield futures um, deliver uh, easier, wider, simpler access to the treasury futures market. Explain the differences between the micro treasuries from the traditional treasury and bond futures that all of us are really familiar with. Absolutely. So, you know, the uh, traditional, what I'll call our standard treasury futures contracts, uh, uh, which have been around for nearly 40 years, uh, they are traded in price terms, much like the rest of the cash bond market is traded. Uh, when somebody invests or using a bond uh, paying price uh, to hedge or manage the risk, they're really thinking about or getting their head around the interest rate market in yield terms. Uh, micro uh, yield contracts are futures contracts on uh, the yield level itself, on the benchmark yields that are very widely followed, and therefore they are a precise way to manage risk and trade. They, in addition to simplicity, they're also smaller in size. $10 a point is the contract size, and um, in terms of minimum tick increments, they move in simple $1 uh, a, a tick or, or a tenth uh, of a point. Um, 
there is round the clock liquidity access uh, and you know the nature of our market is such that it lends itself very well for our market makers to tap into the very very deep uh, liquidity in our standard treasury futures to produce consistent and enhanced liquidity for the mi uh, micro yield contracts which are quite young just six months uh, ago they were launched yeah i'm actually going to pull up a chart real quick here because i think it's important for everybody to see this and what i have up everybody here is a chart of the micro two-year yield futures continuous contract it's symbol 2yy and then on, and as you can see here, it's trading 1.397 as, as Aga and I are, are talking right now. And Aga, what does that price represent, that 1.397? Uh, 1.397 represents the yield on the two-year uh, government bond. Um, you know, uh, all of our micro-yield contracts, we have four of them, uh, two-year, five-year, 10-year, and 30-year. They settle to our uh, benchmark rates uh, of uh, our cash treasury trading platform, which is called BrokerTech. And you know, it's fantastic to have uh, both uh, cash trading and futures trading under CME umbrella. In fact, micro yield contracts are one great example of how um, uh, all aspects of interest rate trading come together at CME. Um, uh, you know, when again, in terms of yields, um, yield is what most people relate to uh, when you think about what the Fed policy is. Today, the Fed policy mid-target rate is 0.01 to 5%. Uh, when people think about their mortgages or the rate they may be making on their fixed income investments, they are thinking in terms of yields. So what you pointed out is the um, uh, rate of return or yield that one would get on the two-year U.S. government bond. Yeah, I actually switched over now to just to show everybody. We're going to go back to that chart in just a second. So you have the micro two-year yields, which is 2YY. You have the micro five-year yield, which is 5YY. Micro 10-year yield, 10Y. Micro 30-year yield, 30Y. And all of them have the same tick value, correct? That's They're right. Got right. it. $10 at this point. Yes. So now I want to go back to this chart because I want to show somebody that one of those uh, comparisons between, so here is the 10 YY. And this is why I said on my intro, I said, I really love seeing this because for me in the past with looking at the 10 year futures, I'd have to pull up a different market to be able to see actually what the 10 year yield was. Now in the futures market, I could actually see that. So here we have the 10 Y and it's trading 1.92. And then I'm going to pull up the 10 year futures and you could see look at the difference everybody i mean you had a market that was going up in yield so the trend was up right so versus the 10 year futures if the rate is going up the trend is down and i think psychologically for a lot of traders they struggled with that and and i think for probably many people when they came in to trade 10 year or two year, five year, or 30 year, that was probably a little bit confusing because they're like, look at, I just want to be able to trade the interest rate because a lot of traders will look at that and say, I think the interest rate's going to go to X. And now you can do that. I mean, this is really, to me, I think it simplifies it so much and you have the same tick values across the board. I think it's, it's so important. I guess the next question really brings me to <laughs> what took so long, Aga? Why did this and how did this finally come to fruition? You know, uh, we are in an environment where 
when you look at the individual active traders, uh, there is tremendous growth there. Um, uh, there are more people trading markets uh, because there is uh, better and ever increasing uh, electronic access. There is greater sophistication. There are newer tools. Uh, you know, we ourselves uh, launched a very well-received uh, new treasury watch tool uh, that your viewers may find um, interesting uh, and, and very, very helpful. Um, and we are in an environment where there is lots of uncertainty. So relative to risk management and um, opportunity to trade and make money, you know, you have inflation rising to levels not seen in last 30 or 40 years. Uh, the Fed policy has been very stable uh, for nearly two years now. Uh, uh, you know, we'll uh, come to that as you indicated about what the market is pricing in for the F Fed moves. Treasury uh, marketable debt levels are at record. A lot of the uh, record amount of uh, debt that the U.S. Treasury has been issuing was being bought by the Federal Reserve itself on its balance sheet. And now the Fed is in the process of reducing those buys, buying, it's called tapering. So all of those factors create uncertainty in movement in rates. And I believe you at the charts that you brought up showed how rates have been rising in recent weeks and months. I mean, if you haven't been watching these rates, the way that they've been moving lately, traders, I'm going to put this back up again, just to show it. I mean. Look at this. I mean, let's just go quickly over them. I mean, here's a two YY. You could see the short end of the curve is just, I just think I have a simple five day moving average here. I can't even really get below it. You see to the five YY looks very similar to the two YY, not as steep of a move. 10 Y, yeah, a little back and forth and then the 30 Y. And what I also love about this too, Aga, is I'm able to actually see if the curve is steepening, if the curve is flattening, how that's impacting the markets. And I can see that right here on the chart. So to me, I feel like even if traders aren't trading these products, you still need to pull this up because how much it impacts so many other markets. And in just a minute here, we're going to get to the CME Fed Watch tool. How long has it been around? And what is the purpose of this Fed Watch tool? You know, the FedWatch tool was launched several years ago, perhaps nine or 10 years ago. Having said that, especially starting in 2015, we really enhanced the tool. Uh, and over the years, we have continued to make the tool more user-friendly. Uh, we have continued to improve the explanations of our methodology. Uh, essentially, based on market feedback, uh, the tool has become progressively user-friendly. Uh, it packs a lot of uh, important uh, information calculated using sophisticated um, mathematics. And uh, as we see for feedback and usage, it is used by many, many individuals. Sometimes the count is in millions, uh, as well as there is uh, a very widespread use in media. Oh, I love this tool. I mean, most of the trader friends that I have, they all use this tool. I love it. Traders, we're going to be back in 30 seconds and Aga's going to show us how you can use the FedWatch tool. Opportunities can be hard to find, like catching lightning in a bottle. In uncertain times, it's tempting to retreat or simply wait and see. At CME Group, we empower those who act. We deliver tools to help manage risk, 
and capture opportunities in every market climate across every major asset class to seize each possibility at precisely the right moment. CME Group. Opportunity is everywhere. All right, traders, we are back with Aga. Aga, I'm going to pull up this FedWatch tool and give everybody a chance here to look at it. So you can just find this, everybody, at cmegroup.com. You could just Google search CME Group FedWatch tool. I'll actually put a link in the drop down below if you're watching this on YouTube or on my website for you to be able to go and uh, click to take you directly to this tool. Now, what are we seeing right here, Aga, um, on cmegroup.com, the FedWatch tool? Anthony, first, uh, very easy access, cmegroup.com slash FedWatch. FedWatch is one word. So what you see here is for the upcoming uh, Federal Reserve meeting in March, uh, the tool is saying that there is really two probable outcome versus the Fed target, which is currently between zero and 25 basis point and has been there since the Federal Reserve's emergency cuts in March of 2020. Uh, the tool is saying that after the uh, rate decision is out in their March meeting, we will um, uh, be at higher rates. Uh, the rate will either be 25 basis point higher. In other words, the target uh, between 25 to 50, the first bar, and that outcome uh, has a probability of over 70%, as well as there is an additional uh, possibility. Uh, and the second probable outcome is that the Fed may raise rates 50 basis points. The probability of that is 28 basis point. And if the Fed uh, does raise by 50 basis points, the, the, the target would be between 50 to 75 basis points. But, you know, let me just mention that uh, typically as in the past, the, the Federal Reserve has uh, used 25 increments far more than higher increments. The tool is taking the interest rates at which the Fed fund futures at CME are trading, uh, which by the way, have grown tremendously, uh, trading 340,000 contracts um, a day on average this year. So, you know, those widespread, the widespread trading in FedWatch, uh, in Fed fund futures imply a certain rate. The tool applies logical mathematics available under methodology and simply translates those trading rates into markets expectation of probabilities of Fed move. So I just wanted to get that background in as well. Yeah, you know, thank you for explaining that. And what I want to do next is I want to take everybody to, I think this is one of my favorite parts of the FedWatch tool and it's the probabilities. So you can click on that right here and then you can see the probabilities going out because as traders, I want to see what the market is telling us. I think that's an important part of this tool. This is not just CME saying this is all CME's FedWatch tool and this is what we think. No, this is what the market thinks. This is what the market is pricing in for probabilities. So this is a, an immensely powerful tool for traders because it allows us to see what the market's pricing in over time. And when you go to the probabilities here, I'll let you take it back, Aga, on the probabilities page, what is this showing us? Absolutely, Anthony. You know, when I was a trader for a very long time at a global bank in New York, 
you know, we used to do our own mathematics and conversion. It's great for the tool to do it in a transparent, logical way, makes it convenient for everybody. I am uh, a personal huge fan uh, of our tool. Um, you know, uh, the chart that you showed uh, above that, there were tabs where instead of just for the March meeting, you could click on another date. So the Federal Reserve publishes a schedule of uh, dates for, you know, more than one year when they plan to meet for uh, to evaluate whether rate changes are uh, necessary. And that's the, the, the first column on the left. Those are meeting dates. Above each column, you know, going along the top row are essentially the probable target rates where after a rate decision, the rate may turn out to be. So really what this excellent grid does is on a particular uh, meeting date, um, you can read off the probability of rates ending up at a certain level. So for example, if you think about the July 2022 meeting, the one that you're highlighting, um, in this row, under the column, 100-125 uh, basis point gives you the market's expected probability that after rate decision is announced for July 22nd, rates will end up uh, in a target of 1% to 1.25%. Yeah, and this is why I like this tool so much because I don't have to go to the futures to be able to try and figure out what that is. And you can see up top here, everybody, you have the Fen Fund futures, which is what's determining what these numbers are down here. I mean, very similar to what we're talking about with micro treasuries, Aga. You know, in the past, I know this tool has been around a while now. I'm not sure everybody still knows about it yet. And that's why we're doing this interview today, is that this really just takes the time out of trying to figure out what the market's predicting right? Because you got the futures that's spilling it right over into what the probabilities are. And I just want to quickly go over up top here. When you see all these different contracts in the Fed funds, these prices here, Aga, tell me if I'm wrong, are what's determining these probabilities down below in this graph. Absolutely. By definition, the contract is trading at a price that is equal to 100 minus rate uh, rate for uh, you know for each uh, interest period underlying the contract for example february 2022 or july 2022 would be the interest monthly interest period the market collectively would have an expectation for where the rates would be in market's view the trading price simply represents 100 minus that rate so we extract that rate line up all the rates side by side and apply uh, certain mathematics, which again is available under the methodology tool and come out the probabilities of potential rate outcomes. Yeah, let me just click on that real quick so I could show everybody what that would look like. If you click on that methodology tool that Aga's discussing, you can go here and you can find out the details. I always say, if you're looking at something, everybody, Make sure you know what you're looking at. Obviously, that's what we're doing here today, but do your own homework. Dig a little deeper. I think it's important to, to do so. And I want to go back to this graph here, Aga. And look, at you watch this stuff more than anybody I know. Just by looking at this, what is the market telling us about interest rates going forward the rest of 2022? 
Yes, you know, you were on the methodology. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, in addition to uh, giving clients product choice among efficient liquid products, transparency is hallmark of CME. And that's what we have tried to do on, on this tool. Uh, we have shared as much information as uh, available. In terms of what the, the tool and the Fed Fund futures are saying about where the rates might be, the market is pricing in over 80% probability that there would be as many as five interest rate increases of 25 basis point increments each. <laughs> you hear that everybody? I mean, interest rates are on the rise. You have to be watching this. And to me, there's no better tool that keeps you up to date with what the market is telling you about interest rates. I got one thing I want to talk about before I let you go today, and this is something a lot of, really a lot of my treasury and bond trader friends are have been talking about lately. And this, it's this LIBOR to SOFR. This is not something I'm super familiar with. It's not a product I really trade, but I know it's very important what's happening in this world of moving interest rates right now. Talk to us about what's happening with this LIBOR to SOFR. LIBOR has been called the world's most widely quoted number. That is because for 40 years or more, LIBOR has essentially be the, has been the interest rate benchmark, a benchmark which is used to uh, issue loans and notes and bonds and mortgages and things like that. Fed funds that we just talked about, that's a type of uh, short-term interest rate. LIBOR is perhaps m far more widely used. I guess it's time for a variety of reasons has come for uh, LIBOR to be phased out. Regulators undertook an initiative, which has been now a multi-year process, uh, and that is coming to uh, its final stages. We talked about Fed Fund futures. Similar to that and much bigger are uh, Euro dollar futures. That is actually our benchmark key short-term interest rate product. So as the regulatory efforts are phasing out LIBOR, uh, it is being replaced by a better constructed, a very well-designed, well-constructed new benchmark called SOFR. CME has taken the lead in this transition in building SOFR products, infrastructure, liquidity, price discovery. Uh, we launched SOFR futures three and a half years ago. We launched SOFR options. These futures and options essentially replicate the design of euro dollar futures and options. SOFR futures have become one of our um, fastest growing product in our 170 plus years of history. Wow. Today, born in May of 2018, today's SOFR futures have an open interest of 3.2 million, contra uh, million contracts. We have an average daily volume this month of about 700. 50,000 contracts. We have global participation, over 750 participants. So very exciting that CME led the way in providing price discovery and liquidity. And now our uh, market participants are increasingly adapting SOFR futures and options. I had no idea that SOFR had grown that much. That's, that's, that's really very cool to see how much that product has grown. Because I remember, I think the last time you and I spoke was talking about the launch of SOFR and it has really right. uh, gotten to become a big product. 
Before I let you go today, maybe tell everybody where they can go to learn more about SOFR. Obviously, we can go to cmegroup.com, but maybe if you have a direct link to learn more about SOFR futures. cmegroup.com slash SOFR. Just simple, S-O-F-R, and you will get to a very useful landing page. Oh, perfect. That, that makes it very simple. Aga, what can I say? Thank you so much again for educating myself and all the traders out there on these products. And we're at a time right now where I just see more and more traders really becoming micro treasury traders. And I, I think it's for all the reasons we talked about today, I love this product. I look at this product regularly because whether you are going to be a trader of these interest rate products or not, you have to watch them because right now the story is interest rates. Doesn't matter what else you're trading. If you think it's not impacting your market, you're crazy. Interest rates right now are really the center of the universe when it comes to what's happening in markets. So Aga, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me over. All right, everybody. That's it for this show. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Never miss an episode. Go to anthonycrudelli.com and get on our email list for show notifications and for free content that is exclusively for subscribers. Also on anthonycrudelli.com, you will find tons of videos and education on trading futures, options, and crypto. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Opinions expressed are solely my own and my guests, and they do not express the views or opinions of my sponsors. Future's radio show is produced by Crudelli Productions.